it seems quite obvious that the Biden administration does not understand how poorly their speech in Georgia was taken. This voting rights speech that Biden gave exposed him as something we have discussed many times. Joe Biden is an angry old man. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Oh, Tony, that's ageism. Eh, It's fact. He's an angry old man. This yelling, screaming thing, tough guy thing he does, this doesn't work for anyone. Calling Republicans racists over the, the filibuster? It's, it's, it's madness. Crazy. What are you doing? The outright hate that came out of Joe Biden. Stunning. And you should be clear. This isn't Tony Katz. Oh, Tony, he's never going to find anything he likes about Biden. I've always said, I know Biden loves his family. See, that's something to like. But the people who refuse to accept my words as fact, even though all we bring are the facts day in and day out and day in and day out, we bring the facts, then we share some opinion, and then we let people decide. Uh, that, that, that's what grown-ups do. That, that's kind of our thing, guys. But it's not just me. Take never-Trumpers like Stephen Hayes and David French. Joe Biden's speech yesterday was filled with misleading comparisons, cheap demagoguery, and false claims. That is his uh, voting rights speech. The worst of his presidency, from the guy who claimed unifying the country is in his, quote, whole soul. David French, his rhetoric was unbelievably inflammatory, and Biden has a history of inflammatory racial claims. This is the guy who said that Republicans will put you all back in chains. And he made that comment about Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan. Now, it's hard to take solace from never-Trumpers because they're part of the reason Biden is in office. So it's hard to take uh, those folks seriously. How about Senator Dick Durbin? But you're comparing, or Biden is comparing, and you're not criticizing, the idea of... A legislator reducing the number of days for early voting from 15 to 10 or wanting voters to present a photo ID before they vote. You're comparing that to Bull Connor, who literally set dogs upon civil rights protesters. George Wallace, who said segregation today, segregation forever. I'm paraphrasing. Or, Or Jefferson Davis, the president of the traitorous Confederacy. I mean... Isn't that a little stark? It is stark, and I will concede that point. But don't overlook the reality that in 20 different states governed and led by Republicans in legislature and the governorship, in each and every one of them, they are taking step by weary step to make sure that Americans, fewer Americans, are going to vote. 
who in the world sets out as a political agenda reducing the vote in America? Exactly the opposite should be our goal by both political parties. And yes, that was the goal of the segregationists, was to reduce the opportunity for African Americans to vote, well documented over spans of decade after decade after decade. So yes, there are parallels there. Perhaps the president went a little too far in his rhetoric. Some of us do. But the fundamental principles and values at stake are... When Trump goes too far, he's putting forth an insurrection. By the way, it was George Wallace who said segregation now, segregation forever, which is now, of course, the mantra of Black Lives Matter. The Republican Party has not anywhere made it harder to vote. A voter ID law does not make it harder to vote. This is a lie, and Dick Durbin, the low-rent senator from Illinois, a man most aptly named, is lying. He doesn't have to. He chooses to. And that lie is reverberating all over the place. It is clear that Joe Biden's speech not only didn't connect, it is doing him great damage. Jen Psaki is now having to answer questions about it. Uh, Senator Romney today basically said, uh, I'll use the exact quote, that the speech yesterday that the president gave was, quote, going down the same route tried to rotate by President Trump and casting the doubt on the reliability of American elections. Does the White House have a response to that? With, with all due respect to, to Senator Romney, I think anyone would note there's a night and day difference between fomenting an insurrection based on lies totally debunked by 80 judges, including Trump-appointed ones, and election authorities across the country, and making objective true statements, which is what the president made yesterday about the... Referring to Republicans as Bull Connor is not objective true statements. And so we are clear, 80 judges across the country... If a court did not take up the case, they didn't rule on the case. Those are objective true statements. If you talk about uh, judges not taking a case and not hearing a case regarding Trump and the election, that's not ruling. That's not hearing. Those are different things. So you can't say that 80 judges ruled on this when they didn't rule on it. That's an objective fact. Do you see how this works, guys? I I put forth to you, though, a a problem that that I wonder if if I could get um, a Democrat on the show to answer. Honestly, I wonder wonder where where they would take it. Like, I I wonder what Evan Bayh would say. I wonder what Joe Donnelly would say right now. Um, and, and not that Senator Joe Donnelly and I wouldn't uh, have a, a series of um, policy things we disagree on. Um, but the Democratic Party, at this moment, they are in a world of hurt because a couple of things are obvious. Biden is an old, angry, bitter man. And his screaming, yelling, nonsense rhetoric doesn't work. I shared with you that I thought his January 6th speech was divisive. If you want to talk about the rule of law, if you want to talk about the importance of keeping the rule of law, of keeping the nation, of keeping the republic, all good things, you won't get me to argue with you. If you're going to scream and yell about a guy you already beat, 
and basically tell the 75 million Americans who voted for him, kiss off and die in a fire, that's not unifying. So we all understand each other. But maybe in comparison to his Georgia speech, maybe I don't quite understand what divisive was. Because the Georgia speech is nuts. And the fact that he's taking it on the chin from Democrats and Republicans, or I should say Republicans and Democrats, only proves it true. The Democrats' problem continue because Biden is remarkably unpopular. I'll show you some of the latest polling data for what you believe in polling. It's, it's brutal. Kamala Harris to replace him is a non-starter. Pete Buttigieg doesn't move the national needle. And that's why we're hearing people talk very, very openly about Hillary 2024. No, God! No, God, please, no! Yes, yes, yes. No! But yes. And the Kamala fans, if you will... They're upset because who is, uh, she's the vice president. Hillary can't cut the line. Oh, you're going to replace a black woman? Wait for the screams of racism from Democrats on Democrats. This is going to be great. The problems for the Democratic Party in 2024 are huge at this moment.